0: Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick.
1: And I am legend. No, I'm just Ian. You are not legend. (laughs) I'm a legend in my own mind. I don't even know about that. No, you're right. I can't stand myself. (laughs) I'm the harshest critic. That's funny because
0: no one else can stand you either,
1: Ian. Well, hey, there's consistency then. (laughs) Is that what it Mm -hmm.
0: What is? I I am a legend. What is that for? Is
1: that... uh... Uh, It was... um... Was that the yeah, Will Will Smith S- that Will Smith movie? Yeah.
0: What was that even about? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, he was all by himself in New York with all those uh, like vampire things. Oh, yeah, things. that's right. It's based on a book by Richard Matheson.
0: I'm all by myself?
1: Um, uh, there was the original version it was called Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price.
0: I think I do remember hearing that oh, when the movie came out. Um, so, uh, yeah, any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at contact at com. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at L-I-G-Pod. We're on Facebook, but, uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Google. We're on iTunes. I'm sorry, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, all those other places. Um, so what's going on in the world today, Ian? Um,
1: yeah, the usual, mass shootings, things like that. Just normal stuff. Is that what it is? It is Jeez, now. That's, that's a, it is now. That's a dark a dark place to take
0: it really early. Well, on. I
1: mean, we were just talking about it. There's what what can you do? If I know. That's if that's going to be the norm, and the people who are responsible for doing something about it aren't going to fucking do something about it. There's nothing we can do about it. So you might as well be just business as usual, right? Spe-
0: speaking of business as usual, how about a topic for this week?
1: Yeah, that's not political or anything at all. So mm-hmm.
0: this is so I guess this is probably what the third or fourth month in a row we've done this now. So the first episode every month is like our big. Vinyl or big music. music. yeah. It's yeah. been vinyl, but... And that's well, it's going to be today. <laughs> that's what this episode's going to be, too. So we're, yeah. it's like our for, big our big vinyl episode of, what's this, June now we're into? Yeah. I feel like the year's like flown
1: by. It, it, every year's flying by. It happens when you get older. Yeah? yeah. Well, you're older than me, so it does that, go... That's why I'm telling you. Does it go by faster it, for you? Every year it goes by faster. Every year.
0: You've got like one foot in the grave, man.
1: <laughs> uh uh-uh. I've got like one foot, half my knee...
0: Half your emphysema. You know. Yeah,
1: I don't have emphysema yet. <laughs> yet?
0: <laughs> yet is the key word. <laughs> it's only early stages. Hold on, let me make sure. Me, before I uh, we get too far, I want to make sure I've got the mics uh, selected on here so we don't have another disaster, shitty d- disaster like we did, had the, a month or, ago. Yeah, so.
1: when our, we did our other music episode. <clears throat> Which one? The other music episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, so for this episode, we're going we're gonna to discuss... Obviously some June uh music releases. Mm-hmm. Some stuff that uh, I found. I don't know if you, have, I don't know if you've even bought anything in the last month. Oh well, you have. Yeah. Well so, so stuff we've picked up in the past month. We're gonna talk some uh some the rising cost of uh rising price of vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um digital versus analog masters we're gonna to kinda of touch on real quick. And then also uh we're gonna discuss an article that I had found talking mm-hmm. about whether or not we're falling for the vinyl scam. Um so some Interesting stuff we found last week, or sure. last month. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, as far as releases, by the way, real quick. I was really. I don't know if it's because of Record Store Day, but there seems to be like a really bad backup of vinyl. Um, because there seems a, to happen every <clears> year.
1: <throat> I don't know about the timing, but I know uh, last year there was there was a, a huge back catalog too. Right, right after Record Store mm, Day. It because, was in the middle of the year. So because yeah. it's
0: uh, there's. I mean, several of the ones I'm going I'm to bring up. We mentioned on the releases for last month, mm-hmm. and and I actually going back and looking at some of the recent releases we talked about last month, some of those have actually been backed up till July now, right? So, I mean, there's a, a, a big backlog right now. Um, so total for the month of Ju- June, there's planned 677 releases
1: mm, over the four week period, over the four weeks, um,
0: and there's actually more. I found a lot more this month than I had found last month. Last, last month, I, was, I felt like it was really thin probably because like, of. Well, probably because, because of it, but of it seemed like there still
1: a lot. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> uh, so the, for the June 7th, which is the first week, I think there's also, there were some that come out like the 5th. So there, I guess it's the week of June seventh. Right. You got the Forrest gump soundtrack, which is a reissue obviously. Right, but right. and uh which I actually I might pick it up it's actually a really really good soundtrack. No, it's
1: got a, yeah, it's got a lot of great <coughs> songs in it.
0: Um it's got uh the uh Bon Jovi Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, the red translucent release is coming out. Okay. Which I bought I bought a used copy of it. Yeah, um,
1: that's I probably if I if I do end up getting it I'll get used. Because I don't really have any desire to for that to, you know.
0: No, I mean, it depends on the price. Uh, yeah. It depends on what the price is. But yeah. I, personally, now, when I first started, when I got back into collecting records, I don't, colored vinyl really didn't matter to me. I'd, a lot of times I would pick up black. But I'm to the point now where I, I don't know. If it's, if it's close in price, yeah. I think I'd rather have the the colored vinyl than the black vinyl. Um, but, I mean,
1: I'm indifferent. Um, I, I'm, I'm just glad that it worked out the way that it did with the Alice Coopers being kind of um, reissued the way they were because those are all colored yeah and um some of the ones that were released before they did this massive reissue were colored so it just it works out that the vast majority of my alice cooper records are colored vinyl it
0: oh, i i i understand i i know what you're talking about just when you say colored it just it just sounds wrong what, what am i but supposed to I, say i know that i know that um but uh, also Janet jackson's controls coming out which i don't think i've ever seen that on vinyl um I love Supreme by John Coltrane's being re-released. The Black Smoke Swirl, uh, swirl uh-huh. which I've seen for sale. I don't remember if it was SRC or somebody had had uh, a run of that last year, which happened to which I saw right after I bought my copy, so that's why I didn't get it. But it actually looked, looked pretty sweet. It almost looks like smoke, yeah, like, like old smoky room. Basically, is yeah. what the what the vinyl looks like. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, uh, Lenny Kravitz is releasing Mama Set and Circus. And five all on colored vinyl. Okay. Uh, King B by Muddy Waters is coming out on translucent gold, which is actually a pretty good
1: album. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I, I want to get that, actually.
0: Yeah, I'll probably pick that up. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Division Bell, is coming out on uh-huh. translucent blue, and it's the anniversary edition. And it's 25th anniversary. Yeah, and it's a lot more expensive than I thought it should be,
1: but that's it's like 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, know, I the, might still buy it. Not that I'm you mentioned still it. I probably, that's probably what I paid for my the copy. Other, of Division, Bell. right? Because you got the remaster, but it's not the colored vinyl. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get it. I mean, I don't really it, need it to be that all that you know bells and whistles, but I, I do like the album, so I'm going I'm to. It is a it great. It
0: is a really good album. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot better. I think it's definitely the best post-wall album.
1: Yeah, I like Momentary Lapse Reason a lot, though, too, so...
0: I think it's better than that and... and Final Cut. Final I've never Cut. listened to Final Cut, so... Final Cut's know. got some good songs on it. Does it? Yeah. Um, so, June 7th, also, uh, Real Big Fish is relieving, releasing Life Sucks, Let's Dance. mm mm-hmm. um, And then Rush is releasing Time Machine 2011 live at uh, Cleveland, live okay. in Cleveland, which is a quadruple LP, so I'm sure oh. that'd be uh, pricey, but...
1: I do want to get some... I do want to get the, the Rush catalog, but I'm... I, I have to decide if I want to go used or if I don't because yeah. I with each you, artist, I want to go either or. I don't want to have... You, you I don't want to no. um No. I don't mind getting used albums, for but if I have an artist, if I'm that artist, if I get used, it all has to be used. and Yeah. Um, when
0: I was at uh, Dearborn Music, which... That's the record store
1: I always go to. That's, a, yeah, that's our, big, our big store. Go, go
0: to most of the time. Um, I was there last weekend, and they actually had in their used section, because they put all the other- all Was it m-
1: Counterparts by Rush? Is that what you're going to say?
0: Well, they had a couple of them. There's uh, like three or four oh, okay. Rush albums. But yeah, every Sunday morning they put all their new used vinyl out from the week. Yep. And there was, uh, yeah, was a couple of- Yeah, you know, I, I
1: think I saw the Counterparts in the uh, video. I know there was more than one. Oh,
0: okay. So, uh, <clears throat> And then uh, June 14th. There's 164 releases coming out that week, but uh, <laughs> the first one I'm going to bring up, not because it's really all that important, but it's a funny story behind it, is uh, Blink-182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. They're releasing the Translucent Red copy, which is, looks pretty cool, uh-huh. but I've already got it, right. and the reason I wanted to bring that up is because, so I've been a Blink-182 fan for years, from bef- probably when when Dude Ranch came out, so it was yeah. in like 97,
1: yeah i would say late 90s for
0: sure and so i remember when when take out her pants and jack came out it was like 2000 2001 and so i've been listening to this album for oh i don't know 18 years and it just happened to dawn on me a week or so back i was listening i listened to the vinyl and i was posting on instagram and like i was looking up the release date for the album so i put the release date in there and it kind of dawned on me that what the title of the album really is saying. It's mm-hmm. a just obviously a blatant masturbation joke that I never got <laughs> until just recently.
1: I I still just see it as pants and jacket because it would have the old saying is take off your hat and jacket, maybe. Yeah.
0: But what he's saying is take your off your pants, pants and jacket.
1: jacket. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: and it was funny because uh that day I when when I realized that I was talking to Mandy and uh and I even said it to her and she looked at me like, "You don't, she, she's like, I, I I knew that the first time you said the, the title of the album.
1: Wow. Well, apparently our minds aren't as dirty as your wives because I didn't get your wife. My wives? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> a, uh, your wife. escalated really wives, quickly. Wives as in like, you know, not, not in, My harem? In, in the possessive, not in the plural. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So apparently we don't have dirty minds. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the fourteenth, also Lenny Kravitz is releasing "Let Love Rule" on colored vinyl. He's actually releasing over the over the month of June. He's releasing quite a few albums. Uh, there's
1: quite a few of his I'd like to get. Yeah,
0: uh, Leonard Skinner's uh, Skinnard's Innards Greatest Hits. It's being released on brown vinyl. They're also releasing uh, Second Helping" on purple vinyl. Hmm. And I, I, I was never like a really huge Leonard Skinner fan. I, I've got I've got one or two of albums.
1: I like Simple Man. That's the only song of theirs I like.
0: That's a good song. Uh, Meatloaf's releasing "Bad Out of Hell" 2 on translucent blue vinyl. That's
1: unfortunate.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm sure there's some Meatloaf fans <laughs> out there. Neil yeah. Morris is releasing uh, "Jesus Christ the Exorcist" yep, on it's a, triple. It's
1: a uh, rock opera.
0: Yeah. Is that what it is? Because I couldn't really find anything on it. I just knew it was new.
1: Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a rock opera, and a lot of a lot of the performers are people from Spock's Beard and Dream Theater and gotcha, a whole bunch of other bands that he's dealt with
0: uh pharrell williams is releasing in my mind uh look what the cat dragged in is being released by well, obviously by poison yeah. being released on translucent it doesn't say what color it just says translucent reissue
1: hmm.
0: which is one i've been wanting to pick up i just haven't i don't know why i haven't yet
1: yeah maybe well, you, just, you a, just maybe you maybe open just up the say yeah, yeah.
0: I just, i've got to open up and say uh, probably just the cost yeah. i mean i think the cheapest i found it is like you know, 30 bucks. 32 bucks. Yeah. And we're going to get into price of vinyl yeah. here in a little and then, bit. And
1: but. there's a lot of albums where that's fine to me. I see that price. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I don't, I have no problems with me. Yeah. And I see other albums, it's like, eh, is that worth 35 bucks? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I think, I
0: don't know. When it comes to, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about price yeah. in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to get in off on that tangent here real quick. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that same day on the 14th, R.E.M.'s releasing Best of R.E.M. Uh, 1988 through 2003 a quadruple lp that they're releasing sponge is releasing uh demoed in detroit 97 and 98 i've never heard it before it's all demos Uh
1: uh-huh
0: i'm interested in it though because i'm i'm a sponge fan i like like some uh, obviously roddy pinata is a fantastic album uh the verve is releasing uh urban hymns on double green lp
1: right in time because i don't know if you heard uh jagger and richards gave up their. Claim on the um, on that song, Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. That's a fantastic. Finally. It's a fantastic album. I, whole, I never was a big fan. I know you had it and you played it a lot. and It wasn't bad. It just I was never a fan.
0: And Bittersweet Symphony is not uh, nor even close to being the best song. on that Well, album. no,
1: it wouldn't be. But um, I I just remember there being a lot of hubbub because. The Stones yes. claimed it, plagiarism, and then they had to give all their royalties to them about yeah. it. Well, now they're they're giving up their claim to it. So, so now if they re-release it, the band itself will actually get money for that. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so the Who's also releasing Who's Next on blue vinyl, which I've got Who's Next already. But and that's probably the only Who album. I mean, I might buy Tommy, but
1: I have Tommy, but I don't have that one.
0: Who's Next is a fantastic. Yeah,
1: album. it is. Um, I have got Tommy. I've got. Uh, it's hard. And that's it, actually, for yeah. by the Who.
0: So, but yeah, I just picked up Who's next probably a couple months back, two yeah, months back. Yeah. Uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars is releasing a beautiful lie on red vinyl, which is a pretty good album. I'm not a huge uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars fan, but they, they've got some pretty good songs.
1: Is That what's his name's band? The um, Jared Leto. Jared Leto.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, U2 is releasing the thirtieth anniversary edition of Joshua
1: Tree. Ooh.
0: A double vinyl, which I've got that on. I got yeah. the I've got the reissue, but. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anything, at least from what I was looking at, I don't see anything different on the 30th anniversary edition than what was on other the reissue. Being, other or, than
1: it being a double record? Double well, disc. the reissue I have is a double. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so June 21st, you got the entire, I'm sure you'll be excited about this, you got the entire ABBA, ABBA catalog being released.
1: Uh, I'm so excited I would blow my brains out before I would ever buy it. <laughs> uh <You know? laughs>
0: This is one that I talked about last month and I might have talked about the month before that, which was Goldfinger's Hang-Ups,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, which is the gold the gold reissue.
1: I'm,
0: I'm sure it's going to be released some month, you know, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, month or next true. month. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish Cracked crack Re-Review I talked about last month. That's mm-hmm. on the list to come out this month, so it's obviously been pushed back at least a month. Um, uh, Lenny Kravitz' Greatest Hits, which... I don't know if I've got this, but I've definitely. I'd, I'd like to pick it, this one up because it's actually the silver. So it's a double LP. One's a silver and white swirl, mm-hmm. and the other one's a blue and white swirl. Oh, hmm. But uh, interesting. The uh, Megadeth is releasing uh, "Peace Cells," but who? But who's buying on purple? Okay. I was never. I was never. Yeah, Megadeth I like
1: game. some of their songs. I I I'd probably buy some um, "Countdown to Destruction." Oh, yeah, because I had that on CD, and that was a good album.
0: Uh, the Steve Miller Band is releasing their catalog, which I know that's something we talked about last month. That's on the it's, uh, mm-hmm. scheduled to come out this month. Yep. Uh, the Recon Tours—is that how you say that? Raccoon Tours. Yeah, they're releasing uh, "Help Us, Help Us, Stranger."
1: Is uh, that a new album? Because they just re- released one recently. I don't,
0: I don't know it. Huh. But I'm not, I'm not a fan of theirs. No, but.
1: their songs—they got some good stuff. I like Jack White, so I mean, I like stuff, anything he's involved with. I don't like the Dead Weather it's another band he's in Yeah, um, as much but I, I like the raconteurs I mean it's, it's kind of an extension of what he does solo and with yeah. White Stripes
0: uh, Willie Nelson's releasing Ride Me Back Home yeah. which yeah. I, I like Willie Willie's cool mm-hmm. and I don't, I've never heard of this band I've heard of this band I've never listened to him but I'm, on, I'm uh, on a couple of different Facebook vinyl groups uh-huh. and everyone keeps talking about Thrice mm, but they're, really they, they're releasing two albums next month um, and like I said, I, I, maybe I should listen to him. I don't know. Everyone talks. I, I mean, shouldn't say everyone, but there's been a them, lot, there's been a lot of conversation about him.
1: I'll give him a listen. I I'm always up for finding something new, you know, always,
0: yeah. uh, June 28th. You've got plus 44 when your heart stops beating, which is, I've had it on pre-order for like two months now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out last month, uh, I got a hold of the the place I ordered it from and they told me June seventh. When I looked online it says June twenty eighth, so who knows? Maybe I'll be talking about this in July. Yeah, who knows? Uh Billy Idol's releasing uh Rebel Yell on Translucent Red.
1: I might buy that just for nostalgia. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean well it's a good album. Yeah. For what it for what it is. Uh Billy Joel's releasing River of Dreams on Translucent Gold. It says it's an anniversary edition, so I'm not sure is that I don't don't I 25 uh, years so it was like the
1: is that the one with uh I don't know I don't know Billy Joel that well yeah neither
0: do I at least his newer stuff I don't what's uh, the
1: name of that album
0: River of Dreams and here's an interesting one that is coming out so like I said this is June 28th I might I actually want to listen to this probably before I buy it mm. it's Great White and the name of the album is Great Zeppelin a tribute to Led Zeppelin. Really? So I, I don't know. So it, it, I'm hoping it's on. I'm sure it will be on streaming services. But oh, I'll, I'm
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'll, I, I definitely want to check that out. And if it's, I mean, it might, it might be pretty good. Great White was all right for what they were. You know, '80s hairband.
1: Right uh river dreams was 80 it was 93 so this would be 26 years
0: 26 years so i don't know a so it's odd anniversary edition uh.
1: yeah I mean, it might be just it might have been backed up it might have been May month, had, month, last year, last year. Yeah, that's, that's um, possible yeah, august 10th 1993 is when it was released
0: huh but uh hole they're releasing live through this on red vinyl uh you, uh, hum is releasing You'd Prefer an Astronaut on Green Vinyl.
1: Yeah, I'll be definitely picking that one up.
0: Which uh, was supposed to come out last month. Yeah. And, of course, the month before that, I paid a lot of money for, <laughs> for a 2013 copy. <laughs> well,
1: hey, look at it this way. You paid a little extra to get it early.
0: That's true. Really and early. I, and and if you really want to pre-order the album, which you should, it's a really good album, I think on SRC Vinyl, I want to say it's like twenty five bucks.
1: The, the new one the, the, the reissue yeah.
0: yeah and i paid like three times that for my 2013 copy
1: yeah you'll be all right
0: uh kansas is releasing the uh uh red and orange swirl 40th edition of uh, monolith
1: that's not my favorite of their albums unfortunately there's some good songs i don't know on if it. i've ever listened to it um there's some there's some good songs on it but as a as a package especially following after uh point of no return ha <laughs> ha you said package did I?
0: You said package. Did, did it work? Package. Did it make sense in the sentence? You did, but package.
1: What the hell does that have
0: to do with anything? Oh my god. You're just making a penis joke, Ian. Just making a penis it. joke. I
1: understand, but you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's, it's uh monolithia. As a follow up to, to point of no return, I think it fell very short, unfortunately.
0: What uh Oh, that came out after.
1: Yeah, it was seventy nine. Okay.
0: Um, what else? So you got uh, the the entire well, the whole Primus catalog is coming out.
1: Uh, I was never a big Primus fan. Neither was I.
0: <clears throat> I have some friends that were that are Primus fans. i we were Primus fans. And then uh, REM is releasing Document on Translucent
1: Gold. Okay, that that's already you can still buy that new. Yeah, see, uh, that's... I guess that, that would be <coughs> one of those situations where you you look at it and go. Yeah. whatever's cheaper. Because it's a good album, but does it need to be colored vinyl? No, and,
0: and that's one of the things I was going to bring up when we talked about the price of vinyl, is it seems like a lot of these seem like money grabs to me.
1: To a degree, I'm sure because they, they
0: know 'cause Because they know that there are people out there that want to be like a complete a see, completist that's... and own every single copy of the album ever released. Well, well and, I, and I see people on the on my Facebook groups that I'm on where they'll have you three know, different versions. No, 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 no. They'll have like fifteen to twenty different versions oh, yeah, no, of right. the same thing. Like every single color it's ever been released in. Yeah. You know, they'll have test pressings of it, all oh, sorts of stuff. Yeah. I mean that's that's See, extreme collecting. I, yeah.
1: that's nothing anywhere near what we're what we do. <laughs> no.
0: Um but yeah, that's that's the list of, at least of the stuff that I found interesting that's coming out next month. Yeah. And uh Oh uh, did you find did, what have you picked up in the past month? Anything good?
1: Um not a whole lot, just uh, like three albums actually. Four? Three three. Um You find I got Injustice for All, Metallica. Uh I got I found a used copy of High and Dry, Def Leopard. Um yeah. and uh The Grand Illusion by Sticks. Okay. So I think you just posted that on Facebook. Yeah, I finally it? I finally was able to sit down and listen to it. Yesterday. <laughs>
0: I still have I still have probably half the stuff I bought on Record Store today I haven't listened to yet. Mm-hmm. Which I know is Me too. Uh, almost no. a sin.
1: Have I listened? I think I've listened. The only <laughs> one I still haven't listened to is uh Green Days Woodstock.
0: Which is good. I did listen to I that have one. not listened to that good. one yet,
1: but uh I think I've been able to get through at least one full listen on everything else. Yeah.
0: So Um yeah, so in the, the the past month I found, I didn't find anything really great. Obviously, like la- the month before I got that, uh, I had a couple of really good ones I, I picked up. But this month I got, uh, a, I found an original copy of Synchronicity by a police.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I got the 2013 reissue of Purple by Stone Tall Pilots. I got uh, an original pressing of Built for Speed by Stray Cats. Um, I got an original pressing of Photographs and Memories by Jim Croce. And then I got, uh, I found, actually, have you ever heard of the band Boxcar Racer? No. So it was it was Travis Barker and uh, Tom, I don't remember his last name, from uh, Blink-182. Okay. Started their own band. This is like early to mid <laughs> mid-2000s.
1: Well, that was the other one. The other guy went off and did Angels and Airways, right?
0: No, Tom was the one that went off and did Angels and Airways. Okay,
1: okay.
0: And the Mark was Mm -hmm. is their bass player. He wasn't involved in it. So they they started Boxcar Racer, and they released one album. Was all they ever released? And I found it online for pre. I mean, it wasn't like super expensive. It was you know probably like thirty or forty bucks, and it was never. I mean, I, I've listened to it. I've got it on. I've, I listen to it occasionally on Apple Music. It's nothing fantastic. I think they're obviously Blink is a better, better band than what they were. Anything well than than the Boxcar Racer album was. But I found a, a I found it for like twenty bucks. So I got picked up a copy of that, and then I got a, um, an Acoustic Sublime album.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were telling me about that one.
0: Which the only time I'd, I'd seen it once, I didn't even know it existed. Is it live? <clears throat> no at studio recording yeah. okay but uh i'd only see it once at i think it was like barnes and noble or something like that mm-hmm. and uh i never even i didn't even know it existed i picked it up looked at it was like thought about it for a little bit and was like yeah hey, i'll go ahead and put it back and next time i'll see it i'll I'll pick it, pick up. it up yeah and then you didn't see it for a no, long time was, yeah, yeah until just recently yeah i've, I've done been, that
1: so many times and then when i when i do want to finally get around to getting the album it's like three times the price it yeah. pisses me off didn't, didn't you have a al Cooper? it's still that. they're still now it's uh, welcome to my nightmare too yeah. uh, it came out in 2011 and 2012 was when i started looking at records again and it was in the store it was like 35 bucks yeah um and I, I didn't have money back then i didn't even have a turntable back then so when i did get my turntable i went to go buy it it wasn't there so then i looked it up on amazon and it was like 60 bucks and now it's over 100 oh no oh, yeah so it's just it, yeah how much over a like hundred? Uh, just over a hundred. Just or? over a hundred. Yeah. Not I'm not bad, paying a hundred dollars for it though. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I, I'm a completist. I you wanna, want. You want it for the collection. I want it for the collection, and it's a good album. It's a. It is a really good album, but. Um. I mean, I'd put it. Actually, I would say it's actually better than the first. Welcome to my nightmare. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Honestly. Um. But it's just I'm not paying a hundred dollars for it. There's. There's only one album that I'm willing to spend over a hundred dollars for, and I I still haven't, and that's because it's close to two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's back.
0: probably actually last last time you were talking about Roots to Branches, and last yeah. time I saw it, I want to say it was three hundred bucks.
1: And I and I, I could get it any time. I I just I'm afraid that as soon as I do get it, it will be reissued. That's that, I that's one album that, that
0: I don't think is ever going to be reissued. It
1: might be because it's, it's it has gained a lot of popularity over the years. It has. Um, as far as amongst tall fans, it's considered one of the greats now, as it should be because it is a it is, fantastic it is a fantastic album. album. Um, in fact, it's it's arguably I would say I'd put it in their top in top five of their albums. Honestly, uh, right right,
0: right now on sure. Discogs, it, the it, it's going for the cheapest is two hundred and two dollars. Yeah,
1: and that's it's around where I've seen it, and um, I've seen and that's it not this, bad. It, I've it, seen it as high as three fifty yeah
0: so well the most the highest that's ever sold on discogs was two hundred and twenty four dollars right
1: I saw it and when I first found it on Amazon it was three hundred wow. so. um, and forty nine dollars wow
0: um and as far as like their
1: reissues
0: um from what I've heard, the only things that they're gonna reissue is whatever Steve Wilson wants to remix,
1: yeah Ian Anderson said he's uh in an interview um it's up to him if he wants to keep going, it's fine, keep going, you can do whatever he wants with it. Um he's worked with Steve Wilson. Steve Wilson actually mixed *Dickensburg* 2 for him. Yeah. Um so and he's been working with Steve Wilson since 2011. So he he likes what he's been doing and he says whatever he wants to do, he can do. Whatever if he doesn't, it's done. Yeah. And so um and I assumed they'd go through at least the 70s, which they have. At least Stormwatch is done. They just haven't fucking announced the release date for. It, it's pissing me. I know. thought it was supposed to come out last it's, year. No, wasn't it? it's, no, it's seventy nine. They do. They've been doing them on the fortieth anniversary. I got you. I got you. Um, and, and the website says coming in summer, but that's it. There's no been no details about the the bells and whistles. That's kind of weird. The, yeah, because it'll be reissued on vinyl with yeah. his mix, um, but the the vinyl will be the the original studio album. It won't be anything bells and whistles. New packaging, you know, yeah. updated packaging, but that's it. With these, I get the, the CD package too because it'll have usually anywhere from three to five discs and it'll have a shit ton of bonus stuff. Yeah. Um, for example, um Warchild had two unreleased songs, um, a bunch of demos and stuff like that, minsternal gallery had a whole concert that was lost for for 35 years yeah um and they they managed to put that together um songs from the wood had a, had one unreleased track and a bunch of cool really cool demos and stuff and it had a, a dvd of a live concert from 77 and it's fantastic it's i've never seen this particular show
0: yeah um
1: i've seen shows from the era but i haven't seen this show that, that particular one and it's it's a the show's like almost two hours long and it's just oh, awesome. It's and where's it from? Uh it was was that the Capitol Theater, I think. I think it's the Capitol Theater. Um that was in the Storm uh, Songs from the Wood package. Yeah. Um Heavy Horses had five unreleased tracks on it, a bunch of demos. Uh it had Bursting Out as part of its package. Um, which is their fr- the very first official live recording they ever did, a yeah. live release they ever did. I don't know if I've got that. On- I used to have that on vinyl. I don't know if I yeah. do anymore. I, I have it. Um, I have my dad's copy. And actually, surprisingly, that one's in pretty good shape, but I don't think you listen to that one as much. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> um, And then, so Stormwatch is supposed to have at least, I think, three unreleased tracks and a bunch of demos, which the 10-inch that we got at Record Store Day the Dunringo song uh-huh. is a demo version and it's oh different. Is it yeah oh, okay, so yeah, I haven't listened as, to that an, either. as an example um so yeah it's I'm really excited to see what the what the bells and whistles of that package is it when just, it ever gets released when it ever gets released I'm just ha- I just want to know what's on it. I'm really dying to know what what's on it so um so
0: uh, we were just talking about pricing, we pricing, might as well go into yeah, that yeah. hey, so Ian found this article. And I guess, Ian, you, you sent me the article, so why don't you go into it? I didn't read the article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I said that. I know, because, you're throwing me under the bus. Because the dumbass, he sent me this, uh, knowing what we we're going to do, talk about vinyl, uh-huh. sends me this this. Uh, this. Well, okay. L- Wait, let, me, let me
1: give you my side of the story. It's not an oh, okay. excuse, because it doesn't excuse anything, but let me just give you my side of the story. I was outside at work on my break, and I always go through my phone, and it showed up in my news feed. I was like... Oh, Nick might want to read that, just from the headline. So I share the article, and then I go back to work. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I mean, I didn't have time and, to read it, and, and, then what and the, I just didn't think about it did, after that. Then
0: what did I do in response?
1: I don't know. What did you do?
0: I think I said, oh that's good let's talk about that and then here's an article that i wanted to
1: discuss right. and i sent you an article yeah
0: and you didn't read that either i didn't
1: i honestly i don't think i knew about that article till today because i just saw it and i was like you gotta be are, are you i like, don't look, are, look are, at my phone i am not you, a phone person are you like an 85 year old fucking man no
0: because only like severely old people ignore are, their phones are as bad with their phone as you
1: i are. just ignore my phone i'm not i'm not one of those people who needs to be connected to everything and everybody I'm I'm quite content to just be tuned out. But that was like 4 days ago you sent me that. Uh yeah. And also I should point out that I was uh in like day 6 of a 7-day stretch. So when I was doing when I wasn't working was fucking sleeping. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, it's a really short article, but you should have read it. But anyway, so it's the it's an article. I still by, can uh, if
1: you can be a little long winded, I could read through it right now.
0: Aren't I typically long winded on these? shows? Not long
1: enough for me to read an article, maybe not. But I'll <laughs> give it a shot. What so, the
0: hell? so uh, it's an article by Daniel Sanchez from 2015 of last year. Well, if you're gonna talk about it, I might as well just listen to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: And it's on, uh, it, it, It's you can find it on digitalmusicnews.com, which is, I'm not really familiar with it. Uh, Sounds no. like an interesting website. Maybe I should check it out more often. But uh, it, it, it's it's kind of asking the question of, you know, not is there a ceiling? And is the vinyl industry
1: at risk of pricing itself out of existence? Right. I would say that it's possible. Because I did read one, like maybe the first paragraph, and it said something to the effect of how you know with the beginning of the resurgence of vinyl things were like twenty to thirty dollars, and now everything's kind of looking like thirty to fifty dollars.
0: Well, yeah, um, the actually the what it really said was five to ten years ago records were in the fifteen to twenty five dollar right. range, and now they're in the twenty five to forty dollar range, and it seems like the average is somewhere in like the mid thirties. Mid
1: thirties, yeah. Um, so. I guess it's possible, but there are, you also have to take into account, and we've talked about this before, the cost of producing vinyl records now because they're, basically they've had to rebuild the industry from scratch. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're getting these delays that we were talking about in the releases because there's, there's so many artists and, and companies trying to get... Things pressed. Yeah. There's a backlog,
0: and actually, if you w- that
1: if, has a lot to do with the costs. Yeah,
0: if you would have read the article later in the article, there, yeah, he's uh, talking to um, someone that runs a processing plant. Mm-hmm. Actually, just opened up their processing plant in like 2017 because that was the year before this article was written, and talked about how they've you know had to add you know night shifts and add weekend shifts, and they have up their production to like 250 thousand units a day and they said within like the next 6 months or so they're hoping to double their capacity
1: right because they have to cuz the demand is there so you you ask are they are they in danger not yeah because i think the prices and the increases are reflective of the demand the difficulty in producing um just and and the shortage of of facilities that can do it yeah you know, back in the in in the mid mid part of the twentieth century, that when that's all there was, there were plants all over the place, and they they didn't obviously they probably didn't even have the same volume of demand either. But but you know there was that's all they had. So now they've again they've had to really restart the industry on this. And but the it's problem not is not really that surprising. I
0: think some of the where the some of the problem comes from is and this is also in the article too. Um, I think it was in this article it might have been another one I was reading but um the they were talking to someone that owns a record store, and they said that you know they're getting these they the the record store themselves are paying you know forty three forty four forty five dollars from for the from the distributor distributors yeah for this album so they're they're having to turn around. And and sell, and, it, and at 60. sell it well. At least 60. Well, I think they said like $52, $53. It's like a seven dollar, or eight dollar markup on them. So they're not even making a whole lot of money off no, these, no, off, off these records. But it's not the they're not the ones. the The record stores aren't the ones pushing up the price. Prices, right. It's the price from the distributor. So yeah. is this? I'm sure. And, and we've talked about pricing before. I'm sure that part of it is a rise in cost of production. Right. But how much of it is the record industry saying, look? We got screwed for the past twenty years, when all the the pirating and downloading all this stuff started, and really still getting screwed with streaming services, right? Because they're not making shit off no, streaming no, services. No, no, not really. So is this a way for the record companies to say, "Look, we know you're going to pay money for it. Mm-hmm. What's the difference if I charge you twenty five dollars for it, or if I charge you thirty or thirty five dollars for it? You're still going to buy it."
1: Right, but it's the danger of that is is you you risk it getting to a point like where it's no longer financially viable for people to even bother. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it seems to me like you're going your, to have your collectors. But in order to build this industry back up where it is, because as far as physical media goes, this is it. CDs will be gone. They're not yet, but they will be. Well, I mean, people it, are going to stop buying CDs. I, I don't know. I, I really people they still said buy, the same thing. People will still buy vinyl. No, eventually CDs are gonna go away. People still buy CDs. I know they do. CDs still sell quite a,
0: a uh
1: Yeah, but if you look at the market share, we've talked about it. Vinyl outsells the CDs now. But record companies make more money off CDs than they do vinyl, I think. Because they're cheaper they're to a produce lot cheaper. To produce. But people aren't buying those in the same volume. they're buying the records, the, the vinyl. So the, the danger really is is you can understand the, the, the cost now, but if it gets to a certain point, and all you have left is the big, massive collectors, and you don't have the, the, the average Joe who might just walk into a store and say, "Oh yeah, I've got a turntable. I'll buy that on vinyl." Yeah, you know And again, I'm, I'm sorry, CD will, will eventually go away. When that happens and you only have vinyl and it's too expensive, then there's no reason not to just use streaming services. Yeah. Um, so now they've got to compete with themselves as far as that goes. Do you want your music to be only be listened to on streaming services where you make nothing? Or do you want to be reasonable about your pricing and find make a, a way to make, a, make it, extra with yeah. the vinyl, but not that much extra. Yeah.
0: And, and as, as, if you look at like industry numbers, um, There, I mean, vinyl. Obviously, physical and digital album sales have slowly declined. Yes. And but vinyl sales have been up. The number go up every year. The number I saw. Now hold on. (laughs) So the number I saw was vinyl sales are up twenty point one percent since twenty sixteen. Okay. But the numbers have actually been going down and. I want to say last year there was only like a 2% increase in vinyl sales. Okay. So the increase so there's still an increase but the increase is it's slowing. it's 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 topped off yeah. basically. And it was the uh, the year before there was like a 16% increase. So it right. it's definitely gone down, but it it's obviously still up what it was or what it has been. Um but you know, are we going to get to a point where People just say, because I've done it before. You know, I've walked in a record store and picked up an album and go, oh, man, that, I'd love to have that. And i will flip it over and be like, yeah, I don't want it that bad, though. Right. And put it back. I've
1: done the same thing. Yeah,
0: And really, for me, I, the number is really, if something is $30 or more, I'll kind of pause on it.
1: Yeah.
0: And think, I mean, how often am I really going to listen to this? If it's 29 I'll take it to the door. If it's like under $30, bucks, i am
1: good with it. Well, hopefully you pay for it before you take it to the door, Nick.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I thought was thinking, on a side note. I was thinking about last time I was in the record store, and I was like, I wonder how much theft they run into at a place like this.
1: Well, see, that's the I thing. Vinyl's hard to steal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting. Yeah, at. CDs are a lot easier. You can shove them in your pants. Yeah, you know? but vinyl's hard to steal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming their theft ratio is it's low. They've got people walking around all the time. Yeah. So, um,
0: but yeah, back to numbers. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, according to Nielsen Music uh in 2017 vinyl el- vinyl accounted for 14% of all physical albums purchased. Okay. Which Fort- is a which isn't that big of a number?
1: No. It's not, but considering it was a dead medium at one point.
0: So, and um, I guess I should I didn't look at it, but what what's making up the other, you know, 76%
1: of was that specifically physical media? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess it would still have to be CD then, wouldn't it?
0: But I thought I thought vinyl had really closed the gap. But that's on what
1: it. I. That's. I, I guess I shouldn't say sales, but the, the one article I read was that they were producing more vinyl records than they were producing CDs. I got you. I got you. I guess I should have clarified that. Oh. Um, By that standard, I may have assumed. I probably assumed that they were selling more, but. Maybe not.
0: Um in, in Canada they've actually seen last year they saw a nine point three percent decline
1: in record sales. Really? Just yeah. overall
0: or oh, vinyl? Vinyl. Okay. Just just and vinyl. And that could sales. be
1: because of the rising costs. And that's and that's yeah. kind of what I'm talking about. You know, if if your cost ratio or your profit ratio is too high and it's gonna start slowing the market down, then that's a problem. But it could also be that as many people have that have been kinda jumping into this and getting into the vinyl, they've collected as much as they can of the older stuff. Is there really enough new stuff to keep the industry going? Yeah. By itself. Yeah. You know, maybe and that's why the vast majority of those releases for June are remasters and reissues mm-hmm. and double dipping because it, the new stuff isn't either not coming out fast enough it's not selling well enough
0: well speaking of not coming out fast enough so i just bought i just ordered so logic released a new album last month uh-huh i ordered it on vinyl and when i got the when i got the email back confirming my purchase it said expect delivery and i want to say 24 to it was a 20 to 36 weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. i mean that's six months oh no i'm sorry it says 16 to 24 weeks that's what it was it's about up to six months six yeah 16 to 24 weeks and i was like holy shit but then when i think about it when i was well i did the same thing when i ordered uh when mxpx released their album last year right i want to say it took
1: it was like three or four months, wasn't it?
0: I think longer than that. I want to say it was
1: probably almost five months. Mm-hmm. But that was self-produced and, the, and self-released. That's is this true. Logic album that, or does no, he have a label? No, he's got labels with. See, a, then it's yeah. That's where the the disconnect is for that. So, so I,
0: I there's obviously a, a a delay.
1: Oh yeah, but absolutely. I mean, that,
0: but sixteen to twenty four weeks—that's a hell of a delay. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was longer than twenty four weeks.
1: At this point, no, because. Obviously, they're going through a backlog. They're getting they're getting backlogged again because they yeah. were last year too, and then they seem to have caught up. Mm-hmm. Things were coming out as they should, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a record store day thing or what. If it's just on an annual basis, there's when you hit that that peak time of things being released, everything just kind of gets backed up, yeah. and then once you're backed up, then you keep getting backed up.
0: It's uh, it's kind of funny because there's a website I go to to find all the upcoming releases, mm-hmm. and so obviously they've got all June's on there. They've got some for July, but once you get past July, there's like really nothing, right? You know, because they're, they're not even giving release dates on a lot of now, stuff. Now is
1: that strictly just vinyl releases? That's strictly vinyl oh. releases. So I mean, because there's obviously bands and, and artists that have release dates set through the end of the correct. year, correct? Correct, but not vinyl, not so, vinyl releases. Right. Or they're just not sure if the vinyl releases will come out at the same time. Uh, yeah, you're you know. right. And then, and and to be fair, the tall stuff doesn't. The vinyls at least at least a month behind the CD stuff yeah. always. Now,
0: what, what I can say about the article is where I think the article well, where the the article goes off is when he starts comparing the price of vinyl to the price of CDs and digital albums. Right, and he makes the comment of I don't even remember what, he, I don't even remember what album he was talking about, but he said I could buy album X on iTunes for ten dollars, I can buy it on CD for twelve probably. for twelve dollars. But they expect me to pay double that for vinyl. And I'm thinking, well, twenty five bucks, twenty four, twenty five. That's bucks? not that, bad. That's not bad. And that because he, but, but he is, That's where he was saying was right. No, that that's even too high. And
1: that's no. That, that, I, don't I think, think it's so. unreasonable.
0: I think it's completely reasonable for an album to be up 20, to thirty dollars, twenty five to thirty bucks. Yeah, up to thirty. Completely to reasonable.
1: And if it's something I really really want, I'm willing to spend more, but. You know, not so much more, not too much. I would say more. I, I I'll I, go as high as fifty if it's something I really,
0: really well, want. I, I paid a lot more than that. Right. But it I I'm comfortable, completely comfortable paying up to thirty dollars for an album, maybe that I'm not like in love with, but I know I'll listen to it and it's a good album and I'd like to have it. Right. Once I start getting over thirty and up to like the thirty five dollar range is kinda of where I'm like, ah, do I really want to buy this? Once it gets like thirty five thirty six thirty seven dollars mm-hmm. it's like it, it's it's harder for me to wanna buy it, especially if I know a you know I'm not really in love with the album b it's probably something I'm not gonna listen to all right. that often, um especially if it's something I'm like, "Oh, I'd like to have it just to have it mm-hmm. you know I don't wanna pay that once it starts getting like thirty and above is when I'm like, eh, I wonder if I can get this used." You know, because yeah. I can typically, if I can find it used, I can typically get it for, you know, a quarter right. of of the well, cost I mean, of my new Well, going to Dearborn
1: Music, you're, you're, their used stuff usually is as low as $7 and up to about 15 bucks for their used stuff.
0: Their used stuff, I've seen a lot of used stuff that's like $20, $25. i have
1: never, well, I've never... None of the stuff I've bought has been that high. No, I no, and I don't think I've ever looked at anything that was that high. I think the the, it's, the most expensive used album I've seen there was like fourteen ninety
0: nine. Well, the like a lot of the Beatles use the used Beatles yeah, stuff but is normally. I, higher. I think they
1: do that because they know they can. Yeah, um, and they shouldn't, but they know they can.
0: So, but uh, I don't know
1: it, it, the 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 price
0: is definitely something that's. that's I guess I really haven't noticed. Any kind of really big increases, maybe a you know a, a dollar
1: here or a dollar yeah. there. I honestly, I I paid twenty bucks for Master Puppets brand new. Oh yeah, I mean it's still the, there's still a lot of records that are cheap, and you know there are. And you also have to figure they're doing a lot of what used to be single discs now they're doing double discs, mm-hmm. so that's going to increase the value or the 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 the, the cost and uh, production. And, and I'm everything. fine with that, right? You know, if so, if, if you're it, buying a double album, even though it's not really a double album it's only a single album but it's two discs um and you pay you have to pay forty dollars but it's two discs so you're really only paying twenty dollars a disc yeah you know so i mean it's it you have to take these things into account and
0: a lot of times those are on a double album because when, when it was originally released as a single album they they had to compress the audio to get it on that to that 20 um, minute yeah
1: and, and, It fit those 20 minutes on that one side
0: and when you and we've talked about it before when you compress audio to put it on vinyl it it changes the 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 sound of it mm-hmm. so it makes more sense if you got an album that's that's really pushing the limits for a single to put it on a double right or even maybe not not even have it on a double but have a, a three-sided disc
1: right which a couple um i I've, I've got a couple that are like that I, the
0: black i've got the black parade mm-hmm. which side d is just an etching yep, on it yeah
1: that's the last kansas album prelude to, uh, prelude Implic- Implicit or something whatever it's called uh was uh that way it's three sides and then an, uh, an etching on the last side Yeah,
0: but uh yeah i can definitely see it as part of it i'm sure is them trying to play catch up and kind of make up that lost revenue that they've lost over the last and 20
1: years. And to a degree, sure. But they can't, they can't gouge us either. Because they will, lose, they will lose out in the end. But they've done it before. I mean, this is not the first time we've had something like that, like this happen. No, but CDs at one point, they got to the point where they were, you know, Best Buy was selling them for 8 10 bucks $10 a piece as, as a lost leader. And the record stores, the actual record stores, had to go to Best Buy to buy their fucking shit because it's cheaper than buying it at you know, from a distributor and because they still couldn't compete because they're now paying what you would pay at best buy. They had to market up something, Yeah. you know, so that, I mean, it's kind of the reverse. They devalued it. Now they're overvaluing it. Mm-hmm. It's, you got to find that happy medium. That's what, that's what business is all about. You yeah. know, you know, if you're not, if you're not, uh, you don't want to charge too much. You don't want to charge too little. You got to find the, the, that, that the, right the, balance.
0: But my fear is they're gonna they're gonna look in the short term and not the long term, and say, look in the short term I can charge more and we can make more money, but in, well, that's, it, that's, it, that's, it would make more sense to charge a little bit
1: less and make more money in the long run. That's modern business mentality though, and that. that's unfortunate because that's, uh, um, that's why shit doesn't last. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't want to spend that long talking about it, but
0: I, I did want to touch on the other article that I'd sent you, mm-hmm. which was it's called What's Actually Going On With People When People Talk About Digital Versus Analog Masters. Yes. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not, but um because I know and it's
1: come up before because Jack White obviously He's strictly analog and uh to the counter, Ian Anderson is strictly digital. And, and that's kind of where
0: this article gets into is what's, re- what's really the difference here. So it's, it's written by Anton Spice. Uh, it was uh, October 18, 2017, and you can find it on the vinylfactory.com, mm-hmm. which is another website. It sounds interesting. I'll check it out. But, uh, and it's kind of going into what you just said. What, what's really the difference and why-
1: One artist why, is one way and one artist is another or, or
0: way. Why is there this
1: negative stigma against right. digital masters? Um, I well, I mean, I can paraphrase Jack White to a point. I um, I know Ian Anderson's side of it a bit better, but um, I think it's kind of the same argument that we make about vinyl—that that it's warmer. There's there's a a crispness to it that that you don't get with digital recording. Whereas Ian Anderson's point of view is that he's he's seen the progression over the last 50 years. And it's to the point now where when he was, when he's recording, he's recording at the top of the line, digital 24 to 36 bit recording. Yes. Um. And in his mind, the, you, the ear, the human ear can't even hear beyond that. Mm-hmm. The Christmas. So, um, it's, I think it's at least for these two artists, I think it's a nostalgia versus
0: practicality.
1: Practicality. Yeah. Um, it, and to that extent, Ian Anderson doesn't even understand this whole vinyl craze. He's like, "Why?" But yeah. you know, the, it, it's interesting, and I
0: think I I really don't have an issue either way. Either way. yeah, me I mean, either, cause- but I I kind of understand why people, there is somewhat of a backlash against digital mastering, mm-hmm. and that's because I've I've heard horror stories, and well, not heard, but I've read horror stories on vinyl groups and chats and stuff that I've seen of people. Buying albums from overseas, and come to find out they're pressed using MP3s, right, right, or CDs, right. You know, in so is
1: so. I guess i maybe I misunderstood the question. Uh, are you talking about recording in analog versus digital, or yes. pressing? Because recording, okay, okay, uh, recording. But that's what I, I was I think, talking about. But I that. think when people, yeah, well,
0: that's what I'm talking about also. Yeah. But when people get that vinyl. And listen to it.
1: It sounds like shit. It sounds like shit. Yeah, and what they,
0: I think, what they're doing is they're blaming the mastering, mm. or the or blaming the master for the issue for the for the I song see, quality I issue. See.
1: Yeah, we, no, we, and, and the,
0: the issue really with 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 digital with digital mastering is digital is such a wide range, right? It's, you know, yeah, so on the blanket, end, so on the low brand. end, when you got like CD quality, which is going to run you like forty-four kilohertz. Mm-hmm. Up and, and then you get the higher range, which is probably what Ian Anderson is is recording on, which is more like 96 plus, plus yeah. or you can all, yeah. all up to like 384 kilohertz. Yeah. So it's like this huge top end that you can record on, which you're going to find fu- sound fine. Yeah. But when you get below 96, mm-hmm. you start getting in that lower like CD quality range, wow. and, and I think that's kind of what people hear is they they're hearing these lower end quality digital. Masters, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, well, this sounds shit. Oh, it sounds like shit because it's digital, digital right? And that's not okay. the case. No, um, and, and and this article was really interesting because they they talked to or interviewed I don't know what it was five or six different engineers, and they all kind of had the same conclusion, which was it's not really the digital averse mm-hmm. analog issue you're gonna have, it's who you're having engineer your masters, right? and what what bit rate you're you're engineering them at right. or recording them at and that's kind of the the bigger issue when it comes to it
1: yeah and i think with with Ian Anderson cuz he spent a f- small fortune revamping his studios in in uh 2010 um with you know all this top of the line equipment the digital equipment cuz he finds it easier to record with yeah um and having done it you know back in the day even before when analog was even more difficult, Mm -hmm. Um, it makes sense that someone, especially at his age, would want something simple. Yeah. But he's a a quality guy, too. He wants the best sound quality. And so I I get his side of it. The nostalgia side of me is also with Jack White, though. It's like, you know, that's for decades and decades this is what how it was done and it was done
0: fine much of the past hundred years exactly
1: so and it was fine
0: well mostly fine since the 40s say
1: yeah right because even before that they were just it was just uh uh what is it phonograph or whatever not phonograph but um yeah you know i I want to say analog was like Late thirties. analog tape was late thirties, early forties, I think. But the uh,
0: yeah, one of the other engineers the interviewed said, really, there's not much of a difference between the two. But the the other issue you run into is you have to make when it comes to pressing the vinyl, you you've got to make sure that the masters are cut for vinyl, also right that they're that they're engineered for vinyl because there's different there's different sound variations. On vinyl, than what there are than you typically or what you would normally have with a digital file, mm-hmm. you can't generally take a full digital file and fit it on vinyl because there's sound limitations, mm. right? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah.
1: But uh, and I mean it's all it's all a little more sciencey than I than my brain is capable of <laughs> understanding, but I, I get the gist of what you're saying. Yes. But I
0: understand also that you know. Well, I, the other the thing, the other positive that I can see with digital is you lose a lot of like the hiss, pops, distortion that you get on right. analog. But I can also see where the that Some on analog gives the the sound, the warmth, that yeah, we've the talked warmth, the character.
1: Warmth, yeah. Um. I guess. I mean. When you first listen to a vinyl record, you're not going to have those hisses and pops. So I mean, it's it's there.
0: No, and actually, if you take care of your album, you, you clean, won't have you clean them anyway. Them, you, you exactly, you generally won't have them anyway.
1: You won't have them anyway. So, um, so but, that but, argument's a bit on the no, the, no, no. The because what they're, they're talking about no, because they're talking about the masters. The degrad oh the degrad oh the degradation of the quality. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah analog all tape the, by itself it is going to break down. down. Digital never breaks down. Especially
0: with like older analog, I've heard stories of how they've got to take the you know, original analog tapes from the sixties and yep, stick yep. it in the oven and bake it for
1: an hour or whatever. Yeah. Before they could really do. Be- yeah. I mean, same with uh, film film was the same way. Uh, maybe even more um, volatile. They lost uh universal lost their entire uh, library in a fire because it was all um, all that old film was extremely flammable. Yeah. Uh, that would be like yes yeah something something about it was a super flammable they lost their entire i mean at that point they had pretty much digitized everything yeah but not a lot of it had not been done in, in hd or 4k or none of that it was just you know digitally preserved yeah so i can understand the the desire to have something that is theoretically going to last forever in its original form. Mm. That's that's the one argument I can see with with digital. But I think to some degree, even when you're using analog today, at some point it's going through a computer. So it's going through digital in the mixing or the editing or and whatever process. At some yeah. point it's going through some computer. So mm-hmm. it's going through a digital phase in this day and age. Not, not back in the day, but now. So with Jack White's stuff, he's still... Yeah, but eventually, when, I mean, the, when, at some point, he's. But when they say
0: people. when they say digital versus analog, they're talking about the actual the ultimate
1: recall. The, the, yeah, the first part. I yeah. understand that. I understand that, but the argument about um, preservation is what I'm talking about when I say it at some point it has to go through a digital process.
0: No, yeah, I understand. So,
1: but I oh, to me, was, I think at the end result is all that matters to me. Yeah, if it sounds good, I don't care what don't process care. they use. No, nope, you know? I really don't. I know when I buy a Jack White album or an album that's, that has Jack White involved in it, I know I'm getting the best quality record that I'm going to get. And I feel the exact same way when I buy an Ian Anderson or Jethro Tull album. Yeah. For the same reason, just different sides of the spectrum. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's all I can say to that extent.
0: I, I will say real quick to kind of touch on, to go back real quick to... Uh, when we were talking about things we had bought in the past month, I did order two Logic albums,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and I ordered them from somewhere in Europe. Okay, so I'm interested to see what kind of song quality they have yeah. because I've I have heard stuff from that, that you can get some sketchy Depends stuff. From I guess
1: there. are we talking Western Europe or Eastern Europe? I don't remember where it came from. Oh. yeah. Because if it's Eastern European, eh, you might might be in trouble. But no,
0: I generally when I when I look on there and I see like Ukraine and yeah, this, yeah, yeah, I I, I don't yeah, I, I, think I won't the buy Ukraine
1: like that. isn't necessarily west or Eastern, <laughs> but it's Easter Eastern more Eastern than the other stuff.
0: So. But I no, I think these two came from the UK. I believe. Okay,
1: yeah, I, it's going to be, uh, I mean, but
0: it could be 50-50, But but neither of the neither as far as I know, neither one were uh, were uh, released on vinyl. Both of them say unofficial releases.
1: Oh. So that'd be interesting to see how that how that plays so out. So inter- I'm interested to see. Yeah. And
0: I didn't pay, I didn't really, I didn't overpay for either one. Neither one was, like, super expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were decently priced. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Huh. But, uh, all right, so moving on. Right, <laughs> that right. It? It's, <laughs> Start bouncing all over the place now. Yeah. The, um, the uh, kind of the whole kind of premise of the, of the episode was this article that I'd seen about the vinyl scam mm-hmm. and whether or not we were being scammed. And I, I it, this really wasn't a, the original topic for this episode. I just saw this, I don't know, a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it's, it, it, it kind of made sense. And it made me, got me kind of thinking about what has led us to this point. So this is, it's an article written by Chris Moss. It was April 22nd of 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was in the Telegraph. So you can find it on the Telegraph's website. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stuff that really kind of caught my eye is it's some of the numbers from this article. So it, was the, it referenced a BBC ICM <coughs> poll from 2016, early, pretty early on in the article. And it said that 41% of people who buy vinyl have a turntable. But don't use it. That's forty-one percent. Okay. And seven percent of all vinyl buyers don't even own a record player. Huh. So that, and that's why when it's like I, when, when when you look at like the overall numbers of vinyl, uh huh. You know, x amount of hundred hundreds of thousands of units that are sold a year, and you think of that, you think forty-one percent of those people are buying this and not using and not your- listening to it.
1: So what and was And 7%
0: point? of them are buying it just to own it and not buy it to live. They don't even own a, a turntable.
1: Right. That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I there are times and they have just read. I mean, I bought uh, the Grand Illusion last week or two, two weeks ago, and I bought brain cell surgery three or four weeks ago. And I just listened to them yesterday, uh-huh. so I get it there are there are periods that I go where I don't listen to my record- well, I think everyone kind of does that right, but whenever it's of it, the time and the and the availability is there for me to listen, I am throwing a record on, yeah, all the time i when I do dishes, sometimes even when I'm watching fucking t v because mm-hmm. there's nothing good on t v anyway, yeah, so I'll just throw a record on, yeah, if I'm cleaning listen. The other day when I did put those albums on, I wasn't doing shit. I literally just sat on the couch with the records on and yeah. just listened.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of times like- I it, can't understand why people wouldn't do that. There's lots of, lots of times if I'm doing homework or whatever, I'll put on a, you know, a jazz album or something mm-hmm. like that and just, and just have it on the background just to listen right. to it. Um, my wife got tired of me listening to records in the basement, so she bought me a record player for Upstairs. So now I listen. To, I now it's almost almost every day before I go uh-huh. to work, I'll be upstairs. I'll come out of the bedroom. i don't turn the TV on.
1: No, you put a record. I put on. a record on. Yeah, I'll come downstairs, grab two or three records, go upstairs, and listen to records before I go. And to And quite work. honestly, I'm thinking about doing the exact opposite because I usually listen to my records in the living room. I want to put a turntable in my bedroom for the exact same reason. So if I don't want to, you know, get up, I can just put a record on and lay down in yeah. my bed. Yeah, like I did when I was a
0: kid. You yeah. know, now that. Now that I've got multiple record players, yeah, I listen to vinyl almost every day, uh-huh. regardless if I've got to work or go to school. So, I mean, it's just... Oh, it's
1: almost. But yeah, I'd say you definitely listen a lot more than I do. I mean,
0: I, I, I would say I listen to records at least four days a week. Right. At
1: and least. for me, it's probably one to two days a week yeah. right now. You know, we'll see... When the summer comes, I'm I'm a bit more active, so I'll have records on when I'm sitting out on the deck. Yeah, you know, because I can listen to it through the windows. Mm -hmm. It just uh,
0: so yeah, those numbers really kind of like almost kind of smack me in the face. Like yeah, well, it
1: doesn't make any sense. Well,
0: I I think the the kind of what I take away from those numbers is there's really kind of like three very different types of people buying records. Mm -hmm. You've got avid collectors they're listening to their vinyl religiously. you mm-hmm. You've got casual collectors that you know love having it and are, but are kind of ultimately kind of indifferent to the sound quality between vinyl versus digital. So mm-hmm. they'll have it, they'll listen to it occasionally, but they're like, "Eh, I'll listen to my MP3s or do whatever." Yeah, and then you've got the the, you know, 20s and 30s hipsters. that are buying it just, just cuz cool, cool. It's a cool thing to, thing do. to do. Yeah. And so I wonder how much. I, I would assume that they kind of probably fall into that, into that seven percent.
1: That would, yeah, I would. I would, I would, I would assume, assume some, that they yeah. probably
0: take up a bulk of that seven percent right. that are buying records, just kind of as the art, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, well, and cool quite honestly,
1: as as someone in and as I would imagine that you maybe more so than me, but we're kind of in the in between on the the avid collector and the casual collector we're we're in the middle of that because we're not we're not buying thousands of dollars of records a, a week
0: thousands uh, okay. of dollars well of yeah i probably um, i probably spent close to $8,000 $1,000 in one week but
1: 8000
0: 8, dollars oh 8000 in a 8, week but that's
1: not every week and that's you know no but um, my wife would kill me yes she would <laughs> uh i'd probably smack you around a little bit just because it doesn't make any sense but, but, but what we're, is, we're at the maybe at the lower end of that middle range
0: when i say avid avid i don't mean people that are spending lots of money i'm saying they love their vinyl they love the sound quality of the vinyl right. even if they only have 15 records they're listening to those 15 records is what I'm okay, saying. okay
1: i see what you're saying so that,
0: then that's us and then yeah. the second tier are people that own buy records but they don't really. They oh yeah, I could put on Miles Davis and listen. Or you know, I'm sitting at my computer. I'll just put on Miles Davis on my computer and just listen to it that way. Oh yeah, it's no, easy, no, no, no.
1: Right? If I'm at home, I am listening to vinyl. Yeah, if so, I'm listening so, to music at home, I'm listening. So to vinyl. yeah,
0: I, I would, I would at least put myself in that avid,
1: in that avid range. Me too, <laughs> um, but my point was, at the end of the day, the record labels and all that they don't fucking care. No, they don't. But I, oh, what I actually what I started to say was, that seven percent. Is how we get our used albums, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and how we will be getting our used albums for the you know through for the foreseeable future. That's true because they buy them and they sit on them and they sit there for you know whatever. Sometimes years. it's not very long, right? Because I've gone in there,
0: I've gone in there and bought used 180 gram that are brand of, new of shit that came out yes. last year, and I'm like, how is this? How's used, this used? Already,
1: yeah. Um, and you can assume that maybe someone bought it and it was like, I don't know, was like, oh, I don't like that album. They listened to it and didn't like it, but yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know, but. That's that's gonna keep us, those of us who, who are buying both new and used. Uh-huh. It's gonna keep us in used albums for yeah. a long time to come. So I'm okay with it. It doesn't make any sense to me logically, mm-hmm. but you know I can see the benefit of it for those of us who
0: yeah. you know. But you know we've we've seen these booms before, and that's what I was kind of talking about earlier when we were talking about pricing uh-huh. is you know so we first saw this boom with eight track. Right. You know, there was this huge boom in the 8-track, and then what came along? Cassettes. Sets, right. And everyone sh- went out there, and it was a huge boom in cassettes. Mm-hmm. And then, ultimately, it went on to CDs, and then finally MP3s. Right. So right. We, we've seen this mul- multiple waves of right. but these it, big booms.
1: Where is it going to go next? Because it went That's, from MP3 to st- to streaming, essentially, which is just streaming MP3s. Mm-hmm. But now it's gone back to the vinyl. As far as those other formats, CDs still around. Mm-hmm but cassette and, and 8 track 8 track will now I mean if it comes back I'd be fucking shocked cassettes have made a sliding comeback yeah there's the, there's the some problem, avid cassette collectors but and. the problem with cassettes is those break down too yeah and I mean they're not they're really not designed to last um mm-hmm. I mean you can tell the difference I you know as at our age for our age we were buying cassettes oh, yeah. when they were new mm-hmm. and you could tell the difference when you first bought it to 3 years later when it's yeah. been listened to you know, 60 times, yeah. but you so, know, it's,
0: and that's the way this kind of plays into the whole scam aspect is if you think about it, <clears throat> if, if there was never any kind of different form of, of, of music and let's say records have been sold since the thirties and, and there's it's no, still the way and it is it's still, and it's always been that way. The record industry loses out. The record industry makes more money when new, Ways of listening to music come out. Right. Because you've got all these records. Eight tracks come out. What do you do? You buy the same you, records. You buy the same records yeah. on eight track. Yeah. Cassette comes out. What do you do? I don't care if you fucking had it on vinyl and you had it on eight track. What'd you do? You bought it on cassette. Right. And then, oh, CDs come out. Oh, I I can. these are easier to listen to in my car. So it doesn't matter if you had it on record, eight track, cassette. You bought it on CD again. You bought it digitally. Right. You know, so now... You you you've bought that same
1: album several times, five or six different times. Yeah, no, I, I get I get that, but, and I can see them saying, well, we don't have anywhere else to go, so let's go backwards. Okay, that's the scam part. They're they're scamming us into now buying vinyl again, as opposed to all those other things. Mm. Um But I don't know if they're they scamming us into sell it. They still have to the, sell the concept. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't
0: think the scam is. Than pushing us to buy vinyl, the scam is: oh look, people are starting to find uh, are, are more interest in n- uh, nostalgic kind of things, bell right. bottoms, and all this other crazy right. bullshit. Oh look, so, uh, we've noticed sales are starting to go up in vinyl. Let's push more vinyl. Let's 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 push this notion in the media that vinyl is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Well, which I think I think it really is.
1: But I, I agree. And and I, initially. Someone had to have already felt that way if it was growing for them to notice it. Yeah. You know? So, arguably, you could say it's not the it's not necessarily a scam. It's just business The saying, way it's kind of gone. Well, it's just saying business in general, you see what's working and you go with it. And if you're going with it, you might as well promote it. No. So, and,
0: and, and to be completely honest about that, I don't think there is a scam. I don't either. I don't think there is. But I think it was really interesting- some of the information that they had in this article, right? You know, but if if, if you if you kind of think about it, um, I think it's
1: more of an industry scam than a vinyl scam. Maybe, it, uh, you know, a, a majority
0: of record collectors in you know their late thirties and older, you know, the the whole vinyl revival to me seems more like a more of a midlife crisis. You know, you're kind of yearning for something. From uh, in a younger, simpler time in your life, mm-hmm. you know, a, 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 a renaissance in music listening almost. Right, and and if you think of it that way, I mean, it kind of makes sense because music, at least for me, it, it's you know, it's the it's the soundtrack of your life. I can put an album on, and it just like
1: Take you back instantly to certain,
0: takes me back to certain moments of yeah. my life, and and you know one of the probably one of the first if not the first memory i have is sitting in my in my in my bedroom with my little plastic record player mm-hmm. when i was like 5 listening to
1: a thriller yeah exactly me too um and and going even far to that to that age group how we perceived our, our the adult members of our family and how they experienced music it was on vinyl. Yeah. You know, it was there was always a record player. Every member yeah. of your family had a record player, mm-hmm. you know, center stage in the living room. My parents had one of those big cabinets. Yeah, my you know, I mean there was always a record player in every household. Yeah. Even older, even your grandparents. Mm-hmm. My grandfather had had a turntable. Both of my grandparents had turntables, you know, uh pride of place in the, in the in the household. So That's just how we were raised to see how music was listened to. Yeah. So going back to it, it's, it's, it's nostalgia, but it's also in, in my mind going back to the way it was meant to be in a sense. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, I I mean, it's not, it can be however you can listen to enjoy it, however you want. But um, for me, that's the perception that I grew up with and that's how I want, my my experience musically to go forward. Yeah. When I put on a record and I close my eyes, I can almost imagine being, you know, five, six, seven years old in the living room. Yeah. And that's what's going on. Yeah. I know?
0: remember, so we had this big, um, one of those big cabinet mm-hmm. record players, right? Yep. And I remember my, my parents putting on an Alabama record and we had one of those, we had a fireplace in our house and we had one of those like metal, popcorn makers for the fireplace. I remember listening okay, to yeah. I remember listening to Alabama and, and po- making popcorn, popcorn in the yep. fireplace.
1: And for uh, me it would be, you know, uh my driving home from church and being halfway down the street and you could hear music blaring from my house. Yeah. And you're pulling into the driveway and it's still blaring, it's getting louder and louder, going in and, and that's what's going on. You know, yeah. the records spinning mm-hmm. on you know on the turntable. And then, you know, even as I got older it was um you know the 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 collection again it's like i said it's it's kind of pride of place it's 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 a a fixture in the in the living room setting mm-hmm. for you know most of my childhood so it, yeah. it's just you know i
0: guess if you if if there is a like a scam aspect to it i think 180 gram is is the scam yeah it because, doesn't need to because, be that because yeah. 180 uh. Yeah, I mean, it feels thicker and it's cooler and whatever. But they they advertise it as you know, audiophile vinyl, and yeah. there's no sound difference yeah. between 180, In fact, I'd be willing, 120.
1: Why one, you go go if they just go back to 120 and cut you know a couple bucks off the price? But that's what I'm saying. Is you know, there, that would
0: be nice. Is I think advertisers and record companies are looking and understanding the market, and they're looking at 30 and 40 somethings. That are probably a bulk of the record buying population, Yeah. and they're looking at that and they're saying, "Look, so so you're, these guys are in their thirties, their forties. They've got more disposable income that they had in their youth. Um, they're in this midlife crisis kind of phase. Maybe let's do this. Let's 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 do this. Let's let's thicken. They make the the vinyl thicker. We're going to claim that's you know audiophile, and we're going to push it to this to the market, mm-hmm. because they know that they're going to go out there and buy up this this." This music that they've already owned, that they've right. bought multiple times, but they're in a point in their life where they're like, look, I've got the money to, I've got the disposable income, let's buy it. I fucking do it. Right. That's I, what well, I do.
1: I, I know, but if given the choice, I'd much rather have thinner records. The The one benefit, and this is you pointing this out to me, because I didn't even think about this before, but I've always kind of preferred the thinner albums, um, was the the packaging gets wider, so the spines are, are more distinctive, uh-huh. and you can read your albums if you've got a book ended. Um, I like that, but I prefer when I take an album out, the the 880 grams too 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 bulky for me. Yeah, I don't like. It still feels right because it's vinyl, but it's it's too heavy. When I pull out a used album, that's like 120 or whatever, one ten, one twenty. Yeah, you know those albums that were pressed in the seventies. Ah, that that's 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 the feel. That's the right feel for me. I don't know. It's record buying
0: is is. It's almost an experience, though. Yeah, you know, it's like well, we're
1: we're all retraining ourselves because I mean, and maybe even training ourselves in a way that we never even were before. Because when it was just when that's all there was, that's just all there was. Now we have to look at things differently because there's so many other options. Yeah. Well, you know, we have to really learn all this stuff. There was never articles about vinyl quality no. and that stuff in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. Who cared? That's just what it was. But. You know, now we have to really think about these things and and work on and you know, there's effort involved yeah. now. Um, it, it
0: for me, and I know this makes, my, might might sound, sound strange to some people, but vinyl is more than just about the music with me. Like, yeah, vinyl I, buying, yeah. you know. So I go down, like I said before, Dearborn Music is is the record store I normally go to. And it's not a very close store to me. It's a good no, yeah. 45 minutes if there's traffic, almost an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I love about going there is, you know, if I go there on a Sunday morning, they open up at 11, I get there half an hour before the store opens, I stand in line with other record collectors, and we just mm-hmm. talk Records. vinyl. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like the coolest, you know, half an hour of my of my week. Yeah. But it, And it's one of those things that kind of go into it. And it, it, it's... Just like when you when you bring a, a new record home and you, you know you're peeling off the cellophane and you're you're pulling out this big beautiful disc, even the the smell of the mm-hmm. new vinyl, yep. it, it's all part of the package that you you don't have with any other medium.
1: No, I agree, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I get that feeling even from old vinyl, from used vinyl. And for me, it's it's sliding that disc out, you know, and looking at it and seeing the grooves and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's just it's everything. It's,
0: I it's a love affair with vinyl. It
1: really is. It, and like I said, for me, a lot of it has to do with it just growing up. That was how music was listened to. Yeah, and that's to me. I feel like I'm. I'm. I've been able to bring that back to for my <clears throat> you know for me yeah. to to the point where it's you know where I used to be when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I know. I've talked about
0: before on a previous episode the the sound difference between a A digital file and vinyl. Uh-huh. Excuse me. And uh, I know I talked before about the, when I heard the first time I really noticed it was Dark Side of the Moon, where you could tell there's an audible, there's an audible difference between the digital file that i had listened to for since 2007, right. 2007 is when I got rid of all my, all my CDs and oh. went uh, all digital. So for the past, you know, 11, 12 years, whatever it was, I've been listening to this digital file. And then now I, I sat down and I listened to the record and there's just like a different depth and richness to the sound. And That's there's cool. so many like different things that you pick up that you don't hear on the, on the digital file, on the digital version of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I sat down, I don't know, last week I think it was. <clears throat> and I was kind of in a, in a blink One Eighty Two kick and so I started listening to some of the records, and I and I put on California, which is their newest album, uh-huh. and it was the same thing. And it's something that I really haven't noticed as much on newer albums, but there's a couple of songs on California which I listen. I I almost can't, I don't even want to listen to the digital form of right. it because the the record version sounds so much better
1: mm-hmm.
0: than than the copy I listen to on Apple Music.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, for me, digital is strictly out of necessity. When Convenience. I, convenience. Um, and really, when I say convenience, it means when I'm at, in my car and not home. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's the... Uh, my phone with, with the streaming services is the Walkman of the 21st century. Yeah. You know? It's how... You know, back in the day, you would... Um, Buy blank tapes and you convert your vinyl into you know record them onto mm-hmm. cassettes so you could carry them around with you. Yeah, because it was con- convenient. That's what the, that's what it is for me. But when I'm at home, it's vinyl. It's unless it's, unless I want it's unless better, I want to
0: listen to something that I can't get on vinyl or I don't. True,
1: have vinyl. true. And there's and there are things like that. But when I'm at home, I I know I'm only thinking about what I have in vinyl. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I'm going. What am I going to listen to? Let me go through my collection. So, um. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. I don't yeah. know.
0: Vinyl, vinyl collecting to me, like I said before, it's it's more than just the music. It's it's a whole package. It's the mm-hmm. art, it's the packaging, it's the experience of buying it. It's the community. It's you know, from from talking to people in person, talking to people online. There like I said before, there's at least three or four different uh vinyl Facebook groups I'm part of. So there's always conversations going on. It's the nostalgia as- aspect of it. Um, that I guess just kind of keeps me coming back.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's not some kind of fad or marketing campaign. I don't,
1: not for us. I mean, it, maybe the- Maybe the, for
0: the hipster kids.
1: Yeah, and, and maybe and the I industry- even say,
0: And I shouldn't even say that because all three of my kids buy vinyl. Right. My daughter spent almost all her birthday money last year on vinyl. Right. And that's not some marketing campaign. No, because and she's using it. She's listening to she's it. She's listening to it. Yeah. My kids listen to vinyl when they're down here. They'll be playing- Video you know, games. Fortnite or whatever, and they'll be listening to records down here. It's yeah, the, as they should be.
1: Because <laughs> that's what we would have been but, doing as but kids. But then again, if, if, it was, if it
0: wasn't for me buying vinyl and listening to records, they would be I mean,
1: that. they would, yeah, they would still have their digital. But um, see, for them, it's it's the experience of that you've you've had to introduce to them. Yeah. Whereas for us, it was just there. You know, yeah. It was it's, just the it, way it was. It, it, yes, what it was. So you know, for what it's worth, the end result will be the same. Yeah. I think you know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like you said, I, I grew up on vinyl,
0: and I hope to kind of raise my kids on that same kind of level of love for music. And yeah. I think I have so far. I mean, yeah. it. Uh, my parents instilled a love of music, and I, I've tried to do the same thing yeah. with my kids. I I know I've they've had conversations between the three of them before of. Oh well, when you move out, who gets this record? Because all three of them like it. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll be the tough part. I think worry. I got a couple you, years I, to start to worry about that. Yeah,
1: well, four years, right? Well, At not, minimum four years. I'm not
0: letting them take their vinyl to college with them. Can, oh yeah, no, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got a long time. Yeah, yeah. Once ago.
0: they graduate, they'll be their graduation presents. They have their vinyl back.
1: You're a cheap bastard. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking cuz you won't pay for their college. No, they could pay for their own college like I right. had to. Do. <laughs> well, there you go. You're not paying for their college. They graduate, you're just going to give them what they already own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're that's a cheap a, bastard. That's how life works, kids. Yeah. Here you go. Here's your shit back. Get the wow. fuck out. <laughs> I think there's a song about you. It's called Bastard. but <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. all I that's all I had, yeah. That's Yeah, that's uh, we probably we went longer than we would have needed to but uh yeah almost we, an hour and a half that's wow uh, that's um but it's it's a topic that we both we both are pretty uh vinyl is something i mean pretty passionate i could about. probably
0: spend three hours talking oh we about could vinyl. easily
1: we very easily could um my nicotine withdrawals are starting to kick in so yeah. that, would, that would put a damper on that but we could always pause the recording and keep going no nah, no nah, we're good so, <laughs> yeah, we well, have yeah so we've got to
0: save some some vinyl stuff for, for the next, next month
1: next month yeah so, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm cool with, uh, where are we are, where we're at. It was a good conversation. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, I, these, so the, the first episode every month when we do these like big vinyl episodes, like I call them, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's always an episode I look forward to doing. Yeah. And it's probably the episode I have the most notes for every month. Yeah. I mean, cause I've got, I've got four, four pages of, uh, over 1600 words. I've got typed up for as far as notes and that's uh four pages and 1600 words more than Ian.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice response there, Ian.
1: Well, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> Your statement was factually accurate. You so. just killed
0: me. You emailed me something and then you didn't read it. You just told me.
1: Hey, what? you know what? I knew you were going to read it. And I saw the headline and I assumed that it would be an article that you may not have come across. So I'll I had, I had. I, there was actually when I, when I got here, I don't know. I was having trouble loading my phone. Um, but there was two Android other. phones. There were two other articles. I think it's your internet uh, for the record because uh, the phone was working fine. I just couldn't connect. Uh-huh. But, um, and I don't get reception from my phone provider in the basement here. Um, really? Yeah. Not very good. But anyway, uh, there were two other articles that I was going to send you and I forgot. Now I'm trying. I was looking, trying to find them.
0: Well, find them and then I'll send them to you. read them and then we can talk about them next if month. If I send
1: them to you now, I have time to read them.
0: A whole entire month.
1: Yeah, well.
0: A whole entire month. You got a whole month. And and ladies and gentlemen, check back with us next month to see if Ian read them. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, any questions or comments emails at contact at com. Check us out on Twitter and on Facebook and on Podbean and on iTunes and on uh, Stitcher and uh, Spotify. And just about else.
1: Yep, I won't say what I said last time.
0: Yeah, no tours and
1: yeah. I so said we're, we're everywhere, just like herpes on horrors.
0: Herpes on horrors. That's yeah. right. It's uh, I almost named the episode that. Did you really? <laughs> I almost. <did. laughs>
1: I, uh, I'm starting to think that it might be a, a cool name for a band. It'd have to be a punk band, though. Herpes and horrors. Herpes on horrors. Herpes on horrors. I don't know. It's uh. It'd be. it have to be a punk band. Yeah, it'd have like, to be like a really like grungy. Because like it wouldn't garage work. It, it wouldn't band. work as like a country band. <laughs> a, a cunt. A cunt country band. <laughs> it's a country. I know, but it's just it's just a weird. It sounded when your inflection. It sounded like you were country. Yeah, it's like you were <laughs> emphasizing the cunt part of it. No, <laughs> country. Yeah.
0: It wouldn't work as a country band. No. No. It wouldn't. Opening for Alan Jackson. <laughs> Herpes, herpes and on whores. Herpes. <laughs> herpes on whores. Yes. <laughs> I think everyone would leave.
1: Yeah. I, some people might stick around and just go, herpes on whores. Let's see what they got. <laughs> let's see what herpes, this is all that's about. What they got. Well, let's see what this is all about. <laughs> I uh, like
0: herpes. I like whores. Sounds see like, no, like good connection.
1: I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's some, there's some pretty fucked up band names out oh, there. Oh, of course now, there is. Now. So... I mean none of them go mainstream. Herpes and herpes on horse wouldn't go mainstream, but yeah, you know,
0: like fourteen pounds of dangling fury. Yeah.
1: Know. Anything but cheese. Hey,
0: what's what's wrong with anything I but cheese, know. man?
1: Nothing. Those except were except herpes on horse. Those <laughs> were a couple of my band's names. Right. Maybe,
0: for anyone Yeah, that's
1: the uh, inside jokes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which no one really gives a shit about. But uh that's uh, all right. That's that's all I got, Ian. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace.
1: Play my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you 2 over you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't put a fuck shit. You niggas, alright. But I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This hit like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Now they see the side. That's from Dallas High. Now they sick as fuck, now they sick as fuck, time get well soon, time get well soon, now you
0: sick as fuck, get well soon, oh shit, watch out, you the god Billy, oh shit, right now, I'm smiling in your face, bitch, with a ghost smile, you should probably make placement to your eye, niggas sick as fuck, standing with niggas, who died for that party, who died for some bitches who showing their bodies, swear to God, niggas.